0: welcome welcome to the woke wisdom podcast this is alexandra loves and i am here in the moon garden with my furry cosmic guardian cyrus and bisu and i want to talk about the moon garden for just a moment for those of you who are wondering and asking the moon garden is a place where wisdom is nourished and awakening is embraced and fun is encouraged and i say that every week (laughs) Uh, The Moon Garden is also my temple space, It's, it's the title of sort of my work with spirit and one of the reasons that I haven't been dropping episodes in the last month is because I have been focusing in on creating the Moon Garden space to be something that other people can experience. So more on that later, the Moon Garden is coming, I'll let you all know. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who are listening to this podcast, please Go rate, dude! Clickity clickity click clickity <laughs> click, click click click. Go uh, rate, and please definitely review this podcast wherever you're listening. It helps so much. I've gotten a couple of reviews on Facebook and at least one in Apple Podcasts. Uh, I would be so grateful if you could help boost the podcast visibility by by doing that. Before we get into what we're here to talk about today. I want to give an awareness and that is this episode could trigger or activate or make you feel some kind of way because I am going to be talking about how I interact with these chaotic, seemingly chaotic experiences of seeing mass school shootings and uh, massacres, which is Going on around the world in different ways, we are living in a time of uh, where there are multiple genocides happening in very clear ways and, and also some other insidious, not as as clear ways. We're in a time where there's, though there's a lot of joy and amazingness and great innovation and a renaissance in the arts, it's also a time of um, death and uh, chaos and um a lot of reordering of things, and it's raw for all of us. If it's not raw, then then <laughs> maybe, maybe you're not paying attention. I don't know. <laughs> but I just want to give that awareness for everyone. Maybe we can call it a, a trigger warning for this episode. This might not be the episode for you uh, if you are feeling overly sensitive. However, um, and and being overly sensitive and overwhelmed is okay. I'm just letting you know that that's what we're talking about today. And for those of you who are new to this podcast, please, I really, really recommend, highly recommend that you go back and listen to the orientation episode of this podcast. It just helps orient you to what we talk about here and and why we get into all the subjects that present themselves to us that are super alive and what I have found is like, you know, I was off social media, not, you know, just posting and not really interacting for a while. And they came back and I, I tend to do that. I'll take these breaks. And when I came back, it was the Buffalo shooting. And then I was like, oh, overload. I, I cannot deal with this. And and also because of the work that I've, especially the focuses I've had in the last few years, um, they're... I've been, though I don't necessarily identify as, you know, like an activist, I, you know, I don't think anybody put me in that category as mainstream. I was doing a lot of work where I was working with activists um, and their causes. And one thing that I noticed as I was in the social media world, um, and because that's the only way that we were connecting at that that time, um, I did notice that there was this tendency for people to post um, black bodies, brown bodies, dying and and in mutilated positions, death positions, on um, all over social media with thoughts and prayers and tears. And I feel so bad. What we can, what can we do? And so when I heard about Buffalo, I was checked out. My nervous system went into overload, especially because of the details, which I'm not going to get into um, on this podcast. Um, you can find those out for yourself. But I was. I was really fearful and anticipating people posting all sorts of pictures of black and brown bodies with no responsibility to how that could feel or what that could look like, especially to people who are in black and brown bodies. So I was I was very relieved to find that people were not doing that. Uh, people are not doing that um, around this most recent shooting at Uvalde. And so today... Uh, I really want to share with you a process um, like how I'm processing this because um, there's no right or wrong way to process any of this. There's no right or wrong way to like do, uh, to, to do this life. It doesn't serve us really to think of things as right or wrong. It's like what we're aligned with and what we're not aligned with, what we we will align and put energy into and what we're not going to align and put our energy into. And so I've had a lot of questions come into me, come into my inbox, and um, and in the conversations I'm happy having about how how do we interact with this? What are we supposed to do? And a lot of those questions are coming from people who are already at their capacity of whatever they're maybe they're not, they have a cause that they shed blood, sweat, and sweat and tears for. Um, Maybe they are deeply in a healing process where the capacity for anything else outside of taking care of the self is is very little. And... You know, I can say personally in my own life, I've spent so much of my life taking care of others, taking care of others in every way, mostly emotionally, energetically. But my whole life is has been taking on the load of others, um, being okay with being in non reciprocal friendships, partnerships, collaborations where I'm taking on more, I'm putting in more effort. I, that has been such a theme in my life, and. I've been very conscious on my own path of healing, right? When I'm figuring out, okay, where's the PTSD? Where's the PTSR? Um, where is um, the anxiety and depression coming from? What can I do to rebalance my body? You know, there's so many questions. How can I eat right? Like there's so much to um, to engage with within myself. And uh, more recently in the last, this year, 2022, I've been in, in pretty tremendous focus on on healing of myself and having a team around me so that I can feel more comfortable and free and uh, shed some of the weight that I've been carrying around that I, it's not really mine to carry so that I can have the capacity to do greater things in this world so I can have the capacity to um, do my duty in this world and, and also find pleasure in, in this life. And in this state it is it seems overwhelming to me to look at social media or to hear all the things that people are talking about in my groups or um or throughout within my friends groups and feel, I have this desire in me to take everything on. Like I need to stand up for these people's rights over here. I need to stop this violence over here. Uh, I would like to be, I would like to be involved in how to, um, change what's going on our borders. I'd like to abolish our borders. I would like to help people see the truth about what's going on in our systems of control. Like there's just so many things that I could be involved with that I, I could be a champion for, but again, my capacity uh, for anything right now in these moments, my capacity for very much outside of really healing some deep, deep wounds in myself is very little and it's okay to be there. It doesn't mean that I fully check out, right? It doesn't mean that I don't find out what's going on. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't want to know what's going on. Sometimes I do. It doesn't mean that I, uh, assume, uh, in my own, finding my own happiness and my own joy, it doesn't mean that I, I don't acknowledge that that is not what is happening for other people in the world. It just means that that, this is where I am right now. And this is what I have the capacity to do right now. But then there's more, (laughs) there's more. Okay. If, if I am resting in this idea that, that this is what I have capacity to be and do for myself right now, then there's this layer that we get conditioned into, oh, taking care of yourself, not paying it and and we get this from our system, and we also get this from unfortunately from activism, some activism groups, oh, you just want to take care of yourself, okay, well, well, you should feel guilty or or judge yourself because you're not doing more, and because this is your problem to fix, and you know all of that, and I want to introduce an idea and a, a way of processing that, um, that can answer to this extra layer of guilt and j- shame and, and judgment that sometimes we take on when we are faced so clearly with the repeating chaoses in, in this world. So come with me on this journey. You're invited to to engage with what works for you and what doesn't work for you or what you disagree with then leave it it's not for you <laughs> uh, i'm I'm sharing with you my journey and and some of the things some of these things are things that i when I'm supporting women and and uh in guidance positions with with groups of of women some of these things are things i'm i'm I would share with them and so please engage with, with what would help, help you. And my intention also is to provide some sort of relief and also awareness of what's going on around us. So, so like I said, I, when the Buffalo, when the Buffalo shooting happened, I was like anticipating like seeing like what I call, you know, uh, black abuse porn, uh, online. And I was happy to see that that was not happening. And also with this Uvalde shooting, especially since children are involved, I was happy to see that bodies were not posted all over. And I know that sounds crude, um, I I know that sounds crude to some some of us but if if it sounds crude then imagine what it is like to see your likeness <laughs> especially like during the George Floyd lynchings up until that point I was just constantly seeing people in my likeness uh, dead bodies and abused and mutilated bodies all over social media and the news and and that's that has some historical references which we will not get into but uh, you know just open some National geographics and and take a look at who whose bodies are on, on display, um, and whose aren't. Um, so, so when Uvalde happened, uh, I went through, a, a. I'm going through, it's only been like what, three days, maybe not even, maybe even just two. I went through this like very, uh, tremendous process within myself. And as soon as I heard of school, as soon as I, well, I heard his shooting, I heard of school and, um, and I was still sort of coming down off of the very little that I engaged with about Buffalo. And immediately I was like, I'm not even going to look. And then the guilt came. Oh, I should look. I shouldn't turn my head away. And then how are we going to fix this? I have to take this on. You know, all of a sudden, like, how am I going to have capacity? And what can I do? And it seems so much bigger than me and all of this stuff, Right. And, and then also just like a smugness of like, thank God, summer break is coming, you know, like, uh, at least we won't, hopefully we won't be hearing about school shootings, since there's been almost 27 of them in these last five months, At, at least we're about to go on break. So we won't be hearing about these for like, you know, the next three months. Wow, what a privilege to be able to just look at it like that, right? So okay, then more judgment, right? So it's just like this cycle that keeps going. And that cycle, even though all those feelings are valid and thoughts are valid, it's not really helpful to me and it's not helpful to um, it, it, to stay in that. It's not helpful to me. It's not helpful to the current situation we're in, creating a better new world or humanity. Um, it's okay to feel those things. They're very real. But to stay there is the rub. It's the problem for so many of us. Um, and And then we end up spending our time doing the work our emotional work around that cycle rather than validating how we feel and then moving forward evolving growing and and bringing our evolution into our communities and changing our structures and our and whatever else is attract, uh, attached to our structures our businesses our collaborations possibly our government and so on okay but i but i also had some realizations that i want to share with you because I think these are things that are important to be said because they're very real. It's important for these things to, you know, it's more to call a duck a duck. And for those of you who, who maybe are not familiar with ideas of decolonization or understanding how we got to, you know, how we got to the point that we're, we are, and you know, the type of world that we're living, especially here in the United States is that, is that, (laughs) um, we live in a colony in the United States that was built on destruction. Um, it was built on genocide. It was built on violence. Uh, though we have people within our governmental systems, we have individuals and maybe small groups that are concerned and working and making huge strides towards bringing dignity and respect to all and help and, um, g- good, you know, laws and, and standards and boundaries that, that could be good, good for certain groups, ultimately at the core and the foundation of the structure that governs us is not concerned about, um, Humans. It's concerned about capitalizing on any type of matter, including human beings, that it can capitalize on, colonize, make money, label, make money out of. And when those things are not seemingly not governable, to pit them against each other, to break them down, disseminate them, so that they can be controllable and therefore capitalize, uh, uh, categorize, and capitalize on them again. That's at the core of the foundation of our governing. Systems and it affects our societal structures. Our societal structures are um, susceptible to that. So when things like this happen, like these repet- repetitive school shootings, you know, a chaotic moment, something that seems like a chaotic moment of violence, uh, something, something that really <laughs> pulls back the veil about what's really going on here. Um, we we don't always know what to do. Um, and, and sometimes we grasp at answers. It's this, the government can fix this. It's this group over here. It's their fault. It's, you know, and, and believe me, there's all sorts of, um, degrees of responsibility that some groups obviously have over others. (laughs) There are some groups that fully support everybody having their guns and do not have want to have anything to do with mental uh mental health. As a matter of fact, they they are uh, perpetuators and causers of poor mental health. And sometimes those are exact communities that are are saying thoughts and prayers. That you know, this is this is it, the, the thoughts and prayers. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I also want to add that that thoughts are powerful and and how we act on them is is even more powerful um and that you know even when i myself uh post like that's that's just a thought it's just like what i think it's my opinion it's my experience and that's why some of the things i'm going to share with you is is so important you know imbuing your thoughts and and going really deep with with how you are engaging in the way that you can. Because if you're at capacity and you can't go march in the street, if you're at capacity and, and you don't know how to deal with your own school system, if you're at capacity and you don't know how to challenge you know, the violence in your area, then whatever is the little thing that you can do, it's important to go deep there. And that's, that's what we're talking about. So, so I'm hoping that the thoughts and the opinions that I share with you here in this, in this way, this, you know, this organized way in a podcast or, or if I'm sharing in social media, I'm hoping that the depth to which I'm going and will continue to go will continue to inspire people. That isn't something that I can offer that goes beyond a thought and a prayer. Um, even though I still will have thoughts and prayers, like I'm, I'm hoping that I can go deep in a way that inspires others. And that is the theme of what we can do when we are at capacity to, to do something, to change this world, to change this, change these, these experiences, these violent experiences that, that seemingly are so big and and in some way are out of our, our, out of our hands. Right. So, okay. So the other thing I want to say is that I do feel that it is a mark of sort of insanity to be asking this governing system, which which is based on, like I said before, it's corrupt um, and, and capitalizing. It does seem insane to be asking for a government to um, change this, to be relying on a government or governing systems to do something about this. When people are calling out, and I also recognize that when people are calling out to a diff, uh, another system a quote unquote uh, higher system really it 's just a bigger and pow- more powerful uh, system as far as like this, within the structure of our society when we 're calling out to that government what we 're really asking for yes we want the guns maybe it 's that we want guns off the streets maybe it 's we want mental health care maybe it 's that we we want more safety but really at the core if we go really deep what people are asking for is Basic love, dignity, respect, accountability, integrity, um, basic values that we can all understand on some level we we you know it changes how we we interact with them but but I think if we stripped away all of our um all of our differences, if we stripped away like us down to just like basic humanity, love, dignity, respect, accountability, in- integrity are things that we we can agree on to some level it's at the core of what creates security and and safety and connection um, for every human being so so I do think that there is some wounding that we do to ourselves when we we are calling out for these things to a system that doesn't represent these things right our government does not, Represent And it can be proven again and again, does not respect love and dignity, accountability, um, and integrity. That's, that's, I think that's clear. Uh, if it's not clear, you know, unlearn some history and relearn, <laughs> uh, unlearn what you think is going on right now and, and relearn, seek out sources that you wouldn't normally go to. Um, so there's a part of us, I think that knows that even if, even if you can't see it on paper in this moment right now, or this is a new concept to you. And so there's like a, a a next, an extra layer of wounding on top of, um, of what we're already feeling because of the tragedy of what's going on. There's another wounding that happens when, when we are engaging with, with an insanity of asking again and again and again and again from a governing system or even a societal system that is not built or equipped and is even the antithesis of what we are asking for. So what do we do? Like, how are we to think about that? Like what? Okay. So, so one is, is just to breathe and, um, Engage and be aware of if there's fear about letting go of of our attachments that someone else or something else is going to fix this for us. Right? I know I have fears about that when something touches close to home. Like, you know, I can be really strong in, in how I live my life and what I'm here to do, but when something touches close to home, I def it doesn't mean I'm impervious. It doesn't mean that I don't feel like fear, chaos, and would wish, just like a little child, for, for like a mommy and a, a daddy to fix it. That's a natural—it's natural to— when we're in fear states, when we're also fatigued and, you know, wanting the support. You know, we don't live in community systems the way that I believe humans really are meant to to live in, where we're we, in a community system where we always feel like we have unity with people who always have our back and believe the same things we do. We don't live that way anymore. so So it can feel very in our grief of what's going on, um, it can feel very alone and that can be lasting because of the way that we live. And so this is what I want to share with you about what I am doing. Once I've realized all these things that I just talked about, what, what am I doing so that I, when I'm at the, the edge of my capacity, and taking care of myself and all this violence and tragedies have happening around me and I want to be a part of the change but I also know I can't take on everything and I want to be aware but I'm not going to read all the details of of all of the shootings and all of the nastiness, and the toxic and, and everything that happened. I'm just, just don't have capacity for that. But I also don't want to shirk a responsibility that I have to humanity and creating a better world. And I want to know that I'm, I'm, I want to feel really that I am going to be effective. Right? So what do I do? Well, I go to my altar first. And for me, that's what makes sense for you. It might not be an altar. It might be like the place where you feel peaceful, a place where you can be, f- fully free in your expression without judgment from others, most likely, hopefully without even being um, seen by others. So what I'm saying is, This is not the type of thing that you take pictures of yourself crying and post on Facebook to share with people. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking is about going to a place where you are completely free to express whatever is inside of you, no matter how amazingly joyful or ugly and, and, um, Childish it might seem to you um that's what I did I went to my altar to cry to express all the things to allow like anything that came out of me that was like hatred or anything that came out of me that that was ego anything that that was saddest or felt pathetic just whatever it is just let it out I expressed everything and then and i I sat and I waited for a message you know what what is it that I can hold on to what is my path here? How can I um, be involved with what I'm seeing in front of me and myself? How can I make a change? How can I build a better world? What is my duty here? You know, these are the questions I'm, I'm asking. And for me, my deep, my deep connection with, you know, the spirit world is through my specific spirits and my ancestors with you. It might be angels with you it might be just energy with you. It might be the, the messages you get through tea leaves. It might be through, um, uh, you know, laying, taking naps with your dog, you know, wherever you get your messages from is, is valid. And, and it is, it is, you know, the best thing for you. For me, it's, it's, getting these messages through, um, this vessel that I am, my spiritual vessel here, um, through spirits and ancestors. And this is, this is what came to me. The, the first thing is, is to stay aware of the why behind the why behind the why of whatever it is that I'm experiencing and witnessing. And if you know, some of you out there know me and some of you have known me my whole life, and this is part of being an explorer, right? Um, no matter how amazing how amazingly easy and joyful something might be or dark and chaotic destructive toxic if if we want to engage with it in a way to um to help enhance our life, or if it's something that needs to be rebalanced, we need to know about, it's important to have an idea of what it is. Right. And that comes through. And I don't always mean like, I need to be able to exactly say it's, it's this thing and write down on paper. Sometimes it's just be clear about what a feeling is. It, you know, my belief system, everything, you know, a, a school shooting is a spirit itself. It is a part of a sp- a spirit itself. Some people might think of that as like an animus. Like everything is is uh, uh, has its own nature. Everything is part of it. even this microphone, right? The you know this, this there's a spirit here, and so for me, when I personally look at these shootings and I, I engage with it, I see this nasty, nasty monster that is a, a spirit that is unfed that is the same spirit that that racism is born out of it it is attached to wounds that we created in the creation of the colony that we live in the united states it is it's all related it is just an arm or a tentacle of the the genocide of the separation of us from our spiritual beingness from us being um being human beings and um, in good humanity um, on in this world so so naming that wound, getting familiar with the wound um, it's clear to me when I when I look at these shootings, when I look at what happens here, yeah, there's all sorts of details there's all sorts of ways to um, put political type uh, categories and names on it and those are important in, in some situations but for me personally, for me personally, when I'm getting to the root, I'm looking for the energy of this wound, and then I look for for how that wound is in myself. Now, I won't get deeply into my own stuff because we're not here to to psychoanalyze me. But I look for where is this thing that I'm I'm experiencing in my own life or or maybe it's coming through you know a wound I'm carrying on behalf of an ancestor what is inside me where's the wounding inside me that matches that feeling of what i've discovered about about the monster that's attached to this to this shooting and i get familiar with like where this destructive, toxic, chaotic thing that might live, even if it's just a modicum, even if it's a minutia of feeling, where does it live within myself? Okay. And, and this is, this is not going to be comfortable. Um, you know, the navigation of it can be comfortable, can get, you can get comfortable with it, but, but looking for what lives within you, how you are relating to this, this violent, terrible thing. Right, how it lives in you, it's important to find that, and it look it's gonna sound and look, and the the journey of that is gonna look different for each one of us, but I get familiar with that because ultimately, I am connect- we are all connected in in one way or another, and the dynamic of how we present what lives within us is as we know, it's infinite. There's so many different ways that all of this can present. And and it's important to recognize that I am not above or below any experience or anything on this planet. And that if I can identify within myself, this wound that's connected to this tentacle that was at the center of these chaotic shooting experiences, then I can know that my engagement with the healing the rebalancing the acknowledging that maybe holding that part of me um res- you know being responsible for that part of me it instantly creates this um this feeling of compassion and it instantly gives me more esteem that there that my engagement with this energy could could help heal anything else that's attached to it right if i if i can find that that piece of chaotic or destructive, whatever that was inside me, and I can acknowledge it, and I can take responsibility for it, and I can heal it, then that can affect just the way that that wa- hearing about those shootings woke up so much in me, I can can care for that thing inside of me, and that can affect someone else. That might be taken by that tentacle. That might be on that path where they're susceptible to uh, being the cause of something chaotic and destructive. Now, I'm talking long game here. You know, this isn't always something that, like, once you discover the wound in yourself and then you he- and then click you heal it and then click you're a different person and then click you've saved everybody in your community. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about. Um, this is like the work of our life, and this is something that we can do again when we're at capacity and we don't know what to do when we know thoughts and prayers are not necessarily enough when we when we do not have the cap- capacity to take a single extra thing on when when we're in positions like I am we're like I can't even look, I, not even can't I'm just choosing not even to look right now right now I'm choosing not to look that's not my place right now And there's no judgment to those who want to read every detail and spread all the news and all of that. I'm just saying that this is something that you can do and you can do every time and it will have an effect and it will affect the generations after. It won't just be like just you. It will affect the people around you, your community, the structures around you, right? Another thing that came up is remembering that I'm alive right now for a very specific reason. i was not here by mistake. And just like... Others are here to create destruction that just because there is destruction and just because there is chaos does not mean that it, that, that is, that's what trumps everything. And then that, that is what it's going to exist. It's dangerous to get caught up in the stories that this is just how it is, right? I believe that most of the people on this planet are good in their hearts and they're here to be the remedy of the wounds of humanity and we're here on purpose not one of us is a mistake and i believe that is a truth for for all of us and so staying on the path of healing myself is highly important it's not something to take for granted and and as i do that as i heal then i can also expand my capacity to support um and and to help the healing of others in a way that nourishes me i had it backwards a long time ago you know you've heard the of the, the wounded healer and everything i had it backwards where i just thought like my job is to heal others to help others heal to be there for others to hold space for others to um make sure everyone's okay and you know that was great for other people not for me <laughs> not for me um it's important especially and especially i know a lot of women out there, we have uh, have to, you know, I, I don't want to say have to, but it's highly important. And it's, it's wise to remember that on this path, as, as we take care of others, and as we're, whether it's, you know, our families or communities, that our capacities for doing that will not last forever, uh, forever. And we can really disappear. We can just get small and disappear and be in And like the constant trauma of, of our spirits and who we really are inside being like, engage with me, be who you are, free me, live as who you really are, act upon your desires when we are pushing it down and forgetting that that takes priority over everything else. And then we get the mental illness, and then our bodies break down in ways that are that are not according to you know the age we're at or or, or you know the pre- other pressures that we're under. Just like the the sickness within us, um, uh, the addictions, the, the all sorts of you know traumatic things. become sometimes we we become voids for possession, believe it or not. And you know I'll say that for another podcast, but remember that as you are healing and staying on the healing path, remember to be aware of your own capacities and that when you are there to support others, children, relationships, communities, collaborations, people around you, caregiver, so many of us are caregivers, that, that to create it in a way that nourishes you as well. So that it's maintained, so that you can be who you want to be and, um, And keep nourishing yourself and all the work that you're doing and, and the things that give you pleasure are sustainable and, and walking on this planet free in your body and your mind and your heart is sustainable. All right. And, and recognize that this is going to help for generations and generations and generations after you. And again, like I said, it's a long game, (laughs) you know, we can do what we can do right now, right here and right now. And setting an intention that this will continue to help people that come after is, is Really important. The other thing that came up for me is sharing my story and sharing, you know, we all have our unique story. And there are people, I can't tell you like how many mentors I have that don't even know that they are mentors to me. All the time. I do have people that I specifically follow or work with on some level, and they have been amazing, amazing influences in my life. But also because of my commitment to being an explorer and a seeker of truth, I've, I've been moved profoundly and mentored by people who I've passed on the street, their house is on the street. And they're talking about something that it was time for me to, I was open and and time for me to hear. And they're just sharing their story and it changed me. And so one of my mentors actually once said, you know, when you teach or when you guide or or when you're helping and really I see like teaching, guiding and supporting all that is like is really comes down to storytelling, you know, and I'm not talking about psychotherapy or or therapy. That's something different. And that's also needed. And I also see a therapist. I'm talking about like interpersonal relations and, and um, when we are, um, when we are presenting ourselves to the world, our story and our truth is so highly valuable and important because there is always somebody out there who is seeking for another opening a freedom in their life. We're all looking for more freedom, more support, more security in who we are, The esteem to be who we are. And just to hear someone share their struggle or share their pleasure about what, about their experiences, it can open doors. It can move obstacles out somebody else's way. And my mentor said, you know, you teach, you teach from your pleasure and your pain, you know, and I, for myself, I translate that into I tell the stories, and I, you know, I I guide from my pleasure, and my and and my pain, right? And and having said that, and how profound that can be. Remembering that there's so much I don't know. And that's why it's so important to stick with like, what is my story and my truth and get clear on that. There's so much. I know like this much. I know this much. And then there's like so much in this world that is so big that in lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes, i have had access to all the divine energy, my spirits and ancestors and the record of this, of this world. Still there's, I have a capacity to know about this much in this human life. And that's true for everyone. And there's also all bunch of stuff that's not my business. (laughs) Conversely, be aware of your boundaries with those who think that they know your business or try to colonize your business, because if you're not aware of that, they could change your story in a way that isn't an integrity with who you really are, what you really experienced. And that can cause a serious trauma. And that can, um, in some cases, if that continues to happen, continues to happen, that can really corrupt your relationship to humanity. And I believe that that is what we see when we see, you know, people possessed and shooting people up. And we see, we see people, um, we see people, you know, in constant toxic modes, you know they don't have a story connected to humanity that's organic to them and and feels, um and and feels connected to, um something that is is organically spirit and and heart and supportive. They've been corrupted. They've been allowed to believe different stories that aren't real. Now I'm not saying I'm not bypassing that somebody might have been bullied. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not because that's very real and that can hurt people. I'm just saying that there was they were not in a position that many people are not in a position to know how to connect back into who they really are. Because if we really knew who we really were, if we understood our humanity, if we understood that we are beings of this planet, then we would not be creating so many situations where bullying is happening all the time, where violence is something we tolerate, where mental illness eludes where where the existence of, of the mental illness and the disconnection seems to elude us and our societies and our governmental system, where we have this seemingly inability to unify. There is so much diversity on this planet that lives in in unified ways. And we have um, seem to, as a, as a human community on this planet, seem to have lost that way and continue to feed systems and believe in the truth of systems that separate us that tell us stories that are not organic to who we are as as beings of this world. So tell your story, seek the truth, um, and keep looking for the why behind the why behind the why behind the why about your truth. (laughs) You'll inspire people around you and you, and you'll, um, and you'll learn so much more about yourself. That's relevant to what you are creating in this life. The other thing that came was building a community, uh, with people who are aligned with my heart, what's in my spirit? What's in my heart? I've built many communities with people who are awesome. People who are kind of adjacent to what I want to build and people who, who are doing something that I, I, I think is cool. I don't quite understand, but I know it's like in integrity for them. And so I put all my effort and energy into like that, that thing that they're creating. But at the end of the day, um, you know, maybe I got paid for it or, or maybe I got learned something out of it and that's all great. I don't regret any of those times, but, but, but for all for the value of what I am bringing personally, and this is true for you too, what we're bringing to the table in our energy, our time, our resources, our creativity. It's really important to be with people who are aligned. You know, I have lots of friends that I love and support what they're doing, but I don't necessarily want to build a community with them because of because it's, I'm just not totally interested in like the, exactly the world, the way the world would look like to them and the the way they would see it. It's just like a little off for me. And, and so to build, create a close community and build with them, like it doesn't totally align. There's always going to be that piece that's just like, eh, yeah, like uh, whatever, but that doesn't mean to not seek unity, you know? I want to build with people who are like, my heart says yes to, right? I want to build this new world with you. My heart says yes to this is who I'm keeping close, right? And for those who I'm not fully aligned with, but they're in in their, you know, they're doing it in a good way. They're in their hearts. I can find unity with them. I can give them big ups. I can support what they're doing, but I'm not necessarily going to build and collaborate deeply with building this new, the new world um, with people with those who, whose hearts are not like pinging back and forth with me. Right. So there's, there's nuances there and, and maybe we'll go into that in a deeper in a, a podcast. This is a little bit difficult for me to explain because it's, it's a feeling and I've become very clear about, i become very clear about in the collaborations I've been in the last like six or seven years of my life. Um, when there's like a full alignment or res- what they call sometimes a resounding yes. And when there's not. Right. And I've been through the phases of like, well, I don't like what they're doing. It's like because it doesn't fully align in my heart. I'm like, oh, it's not that. It's just that's not for me. But I think it's good for the world. It's just not for me. Right? So there's where I find the support and finding unity, even if it's not where I'm gonna build closely. Having said that, as you're going out there building community, be aware that there are those out there, there are systems out there, there are ways of collaborating out there that might hold you back and hurt you. So so though we might have choice in who we spend our time with and who we're around, sometimes we're in situations that we're not. So what came to me was prepare and protect myself. And this goes for you too. If if you engage with this, it resonates with you. When When I'm engaging with those who activate my warning signs in any way, those who, especially right now, especially in the United States, the way we interact with identity and the boxes we put each other into, be very aware, protect, prepare and protect yourself if you're engaging with those who are forcing an identity or a way of being on you. When I moved here, again, another episode, I went through an identity crisis uh, around race. I did not understand the way that that America, you know, United States of Americans interact with, with race. It turns out it also goes with gender and, and other types of identities that get capitalized and boxed and capitalized and, and, you know, pitted against each other. Um, just be aware of that. Prepare and protect yourself for those who are trying to force an identity or way of being on you. Um, Be aware of those who have vampiric natures, uh, those who are mindlessly addicted to unnatural and inorganic systems. Again, going back to the stories that we are fed by systems that are created to capitalize and categorize and capitalize you, right? Um, Some of us, sometimes we live in in a way, especially if we're in fear and we're fighting, it's easy to be like, somebody else fix this, mom, dad, you know, is that the government? Okay, you fix it. This is the only way it's going to happen. You know, uh, I remember that came up when we were talking about minimum wage and there was all this stuff about like, oh, you know, people at McDonald's shouldn't make $20 an hour so they can feed their families. They didn't go to college. They, you know, they chose that for themselves. Who, you know, it's like, well, let's look at the system. Why is the system to tell us the story that just because somebody works at a fast food place that they they shouldn't uh have a living wage for basic dignity in our system, right? Like what well, that's that isn't that's not organic. You know, that's that's unnatural. It's a system that continues to, to continues to condition us out of our humanity and, and sharing that with others, okay? And the last thing is, remember who you are and be it and if you know me, <laughs> you know that I will always be the 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 advocate for you to return to finding out who you are and finding out your family line your family line in one way or another, you know just your people so that you have an understanding of the spirit practices, the ancestral practices, the the nature and the elemental practices, because when our people were colonized, and I mean you and me way back in our line, we were either colonized or civilized, and we were taken away from our cosmic sciences we were taken we were severed from having an understanding that we have relationships with. we are meant to have relationships with spirit and ancestors we are meant to have relationships and to engage with and work with the water and the air and we are meant to heal ourselves with plants we are meant we are beings of this of this earth we are not beings of television screens we you know that is not. Part of our that's not part of our organic creation as human beings of this planet, of beings of the, of these of this planet. So I'm always going to. If you take nothing out of this podcast out of this episode, please write down on your mirror write down on the back of your phone wherever you can remember who i am remember 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 you are so much more than a human being that is at the whim of the system around us you are so much more even when you don't ha- when you feel like you don't have the capacity beyond healing yourself and you feel like you don't have the capacity beh- outside of taking care of your family and and you know, changing your relationship or maybe you're moving last minute, or maybe you find yourself suddenly outside of a community that you thought you were in or realizing there's a truth behind something that you thought that was was what everybody needed to know. And it turns out it's just part of another part of colonization and you've been hanging your hat on that for five, six years. And now you have, now you're looking for a different cause and you've put everything into believing this thing. You've, you've lost family and friends over wherever you are. (laughs) These are all the stories that either I've been in or I'm hearing repeatedly over and over again, wherever your capacity is at the very core Of what you can do right now is to remember who you are because the stories that we continually get told that have continually programmed us into these places where we are having these chaotic, destructive, violent, toxic explosions and experiences and ways of thought and powering and fueling our fighting each other over things that are created by the system to make us fight each other so that the system can be the system. If we remember who we are, all of those things break down. And remember, this is the long game. This is this is the thing that you might see changes here and there, but it will definitely affect your kids or the kids or the communities around you, and it will definitely affect them below us. And that will change our community systems and how we relate to each other, and it will bring us back to our humanity, and it will bring us, and yes, it will touch our governing systems, whatever that may end up being. So that's it. Take what you need from what I just said. Engage with what you need. Everything else, if it doesn't make sense to you or you know it's not for you, leave it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to, to choose for yourself. Healing looks so different for all of us. And, and how we engage with this world is going to be different for all of us. And I respect all of our capacities, no matter where we are uh, in this world, if we are in integrity and love and respect and building a new one. So, you know how to reach me. Text me your questions, 601-301-6974. And you can always email me at wokewisdompodcast at gmail.com. May your ancestors bless you. May they move obstacles from your way. May you love this path and be exactly who you are in this world. Be blessed. See you next week. The original and healthy beats for this podcast were created by Quincy Davis. (laughs) His details are in the show notes. Woke Wisdom Podcast episodes are written, hosted, produced, and edited by me, Alexandra Loves. My guests, of course, bring their own wisdom. If you have any questions you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at wokewisdompodcast at gmail.com or even better, text the podcast at 601 301-6974. 301 I would be so grateful if you helped me share these messages far and wide by boosting the podcast with good reviews on Apple podcasts or by sharing the episodes with friends and groups and families on social media. That would be so awesome. It just takes a few moments and a few clicks. Click, 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 click. Be blessed and I'll see you next week. Oh, one more thing. They told me I needed a disclaimer, so cue the music. Let's do this. The information in all podcast episodes and corresponding materials, the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves are provided for general informational and explorative purposes only. It is not professional advice. Any content provided by Alexandra Loves, guests, bloggers, sponsors, or authors are of their own opinion and not intended to defame, slander, or malign any person, place, or thing. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or attached material. Alexandra Loves and her guests are not therapists, counselors, physicians, unless otherwise stated. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast or corresponding materials to treat any mental, physical, or medical condition in either yourself or others. Please seek out appropriate professionals for help. Privacy matters to the Woke Wisdom podcast People, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast may be changed to protect confidentiality. Through this podcast and corresponding materials, you're able to link to other websites which are not under the control of this podcaster, Alexandra Loves. The inclusion of any links does not necessarily imply a recommendation or endorse the views expressed within them. In no event is the Woke Wisdom podcast or Alexandra Loves liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss and damage whatsoever arising from your interaction with this podcast or corresponding materials. This podcast and all corresponding materials should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. This podcast and all corresponding material is owned and copyrighted by Alexandra Loves. You are welcome to download and play the podcast and share with others for personal use. Please acknowledge the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves as the source of the material. You may not accept without our express written permission, distribute, or commercially exploit the content. Email Woke Wisdom Podcast at alexandraloves.com to attain written permission.